welcome to the media outreach of Faith Alive Ministries. For over 30 years, Faith Alive Ministries has continued to answer the call to teach God's people how to live in this world. This charismatic teaching ministry has current bases of operation in both Oklahoma and Arizona. We are honored to share the gospel in the Northeastern Oklahoma prison system, as well as in church gatherings and evangelistic outreaches around the country. We believe the message you're about to hear will inspire and encourage you and empower you to live the abundant life God has for you. Join with us now as we receive from the Word of God. There is a point, and you'll see it soon. Because I don't believe in doing anything without point. I heard a great minister on TVN one day, a gentleman by the name of Mario Morrow, a great minister. I've been listening to Mario off and on for many years. And he talked about one of the first times that he'd been in a service where rather than having the outline in your in your hand, having your bulletin or whatever, one of the first times that he was in a service that the minister had his bullet points and his verses up on up on a screen. He said the gentleman says, Tonight I'm gonna I'm going to be using PowerPoint. And Mario says the problem was there was no power and there was no point. <laughs> and so I don't do anything that doesn't have a point. So what we've been doing, this is the third month of it. We, we're in our Bible on Film series. And as you tell, we're talking about the Lion King tonight. We need to learn to remember who you are. And I do have verses. If they have them, if not, that's fine. Ephesians chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here to minister to your people, that the words that are spoken tonight won't just be something that I have to say, but that they will be your word. Your word spoken to your people. We thank you for it. We honor you and we praise you. In the matchless name of Jesus, amen. Okay. Now, we need to look at who we are. We need to know who we are. Now, over the last couple of years, I believe it was last year, I did a large, I did a long series in here called Who Are You? And we talked about the different things that the Bible says that we are. We are the children of God. We are the bride of Christ. We are the beloved of the Father. There are all these things that the Word says about us. And so we need to know and we need to remember who we are. Now, I'm going to assume and... This, is, this may not be a fair assumption, but I hope it is. I'm going to assume that most of you have seen The Lion King. So, I, so you understand the storyline. You know where this is going to go. Now, I'm also dealing with an assumption here because the goal and the call of Faith Alive Ministries is to teach God's people how to live in this world. I'm going to assume that since you, you took the time to come to our service tonight, that you know Jesus and you want to know more about him. So, the things that we have to say tonight, if you don't know Jesus, you need to get to know him. Because otherwise, the devil is going to run roughshod over you. We talked about that over the last couple of months. We know that the enemy comes at us like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. If you know the story, young Simba grows up, and he's as, as he's growing up, he 
wants to be king. He wants to be like his dad. His, he, he loves his father. He and his father hang out. They do, they do stuff together all the time. His father has to discipline him sometimes, just like a loving parent does. But there's, there's never, never a doubt for a moment that his father loves him. And a tragedy occurs. And Mufasa is killed. And Simba, Simba thinks it's his fault. And so he's being condemned by his evil uncle. He's being told, well, you messed this up. You need to run away. You, you, you need to go away. And never come back. And so he runs off. He runs off to the forest. He, he runs off to another place entirely. And he meets a couple of strange characters. And they start hanging out together. And he's, he's learning to enjoy this. But he's not living like a king should be living. They, they're looking for food. He's like, let's go rustle up some grub. Pulls up a leaf. What is that? It's a grub. <laughs> not something lions were designed to eat. We have the same thing happen to us. Because we were designed to live as kings and priests before the Lord. The word says that we would reign in life through one Christ Jesus. The Amplified, and this is over in the book of Romans, we're not going to get there tonight, says that we would reign as kings in life through the one Christ Jesus. And when you don't know who you are, when you don't know who you are, Things get really, really messy. So let's look at who we are. Ephesians chapter 2 tonight, and we will start in verse 1. Because this is where we were. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the age of this world, and according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among them we also all Excuse me. Among them, we all also once lived in the lusts of our flesh, doing the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. So this is where we were. We've talked about this before. When you come to Jesus, when you become a child of God, Paul says in another place that he has translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. He's taken us out of this place where we were and he's put us over here. The... The picture that I love, referencing another Disney movie, is Toy Story. I love the picture when the claw comes down and grabs this little alien dude by the head, picks him up, and brings him over here. This is what happens when we're translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. God reaches down, grabs us picks us up, and translates us, transfers us over into his kingdom. We become the children of God. So, this is that's where we were, now this is where we are. But God, I love those but God moments. Things are going bad. But God. But God, being rich in mercy. Being rich in mercy. Guys, however good you think God is, you have no clue. He's better than that. 
my, my mother always says it this way. She's like, if people only knew, if they only understood how good our God really is. He is all good. He is all love. There is no evil in him. He can't be bad because he is all good. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, while we were yet dead in sins, he loved us so much that he sent Jesus for us. Even while we were dead in sins, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And he raised us up and seated us together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If that wasn't good enough, if that wasn't good enough, there's a reason why. Why did he do all this? So that, so that in the coming ages, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Yes. Yes. This is what we forgot to bring with us. Thank you. Do the, uh, do the, uh, uh, the, the tea thing with the pinky sticking out. <laughs> praise, praise God. But God, why? Why did he do all this? Why did God do all this? Why did God send Jesus for us? We're going to talk about this next month. Real quick plug. Next month is going to be our Christmas service. We're going to have... If you've not yet been to one of our Christmas services, you you should be here. I I'm I'm putting a little bit of a plug out there because I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it. We we get together, we worship the Lord, we sing some Christmas music, and we learn. I want you to know why Jesus came. Most of us, most people. Yes, there are idiots that will argue with you. But most people, most people accept the fact that Jesus Christ existed. That he was a man. That he was born in Bethlehem. They may not accept the virgin birth. They may not accept everything else that goes with it. But most people can't deny the fact that Jesus existed. So we don't want to know just about that. We want to know why. So we're gonna, we're, we'll deal with that next month. But here's why he did all that. So, why did God the Father send Jesus for us? So that he could show us his great goodness, the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, that divine favor, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourself. None of this is of yourself. You didn't provide the grace. You didn't provide the faith, and you didn't provide the salvation. He provided the faith, he provided the grace, and he provided the salvation. For by grace you have been saved, through faith. This is not of yourselves. It is the gift. You know what that means? It means it can't be taken away from you. Once, when somebody gives you something. Now, some of you may have had bad parents that would give stuff and then take it back away. God doesn't work that way. When God gives you something, 
when Melanie, when Melanie gave me this bottle of water, it became my bottle of water. Now, because I'm good, if she needed it back, she could get it back. But when God gives me something, and God has given me so many good things, when God gives me something, it's mine. And it can't be taken from me. Nobody else can, and God won't. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship. This is one of those things that we are. You can't forget who you are. That's our big thing tonight. I want us to remember who you are. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Why? For good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. Now, I want us to jump back to chapter 1. And because I don't want to pick up in the middle of a sentence, I'm going to have to go all the way back up to verse 15, which means we're going to have to move through this with some expediency. Verse 15, chapter 1, Ephesians 1, verse 15. Therefore, I also, after hearing of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you, mentioning you in my prayers. This is Paul talking for talking to his people. This is his prayer for us. Do not cease giving thanks for you, mentioning you in my prayers, so that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you... Oh, more gifts. <laughs> oh, goodness. Every time you think you've gotten everything God has to give, he gives you something else. Give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you might know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance among the saints. There's a verse over in Corinthians, and I love the verse, don't get me wrong. But people quote it all the time. They say, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But look at, if you've never looked that verse up, look it up. Because the next verse says, but he has revealed them to us by his spirit. We can know the things that God has for us. That we might know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance among the saints? What is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he performed in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. I, I did all that to get to this. This is where Jesus is sitting. Where is Jesus currently sitting? At the right hand of the Father, in, in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and mights and dominions and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all, I love that word all, all things have been put under his feet, put in subjection under his feet, and he has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all things in all ways. Now, we need to combine the two of those. I'm going to read, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read two separate passages, and we're going to tie them together. I've done this before. Some of you guys have heard this. But look back at verse 4 of chapter 2. 
But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And he raised us up and seated us together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now then, back up to verse 21 of chapter 1. Because he seated us with Christ Jesus, which means we are now seated far above all principalities and all powers and all mights and dominions and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Every problem, every problem that you as a believer face comes about because we don't remember who we are and where we're sitting. The reason we have a sin problem in the church, the reason people fall into sin and fall into temptation is because they don't remember that they're seated far above all principalities and powers and all mights and dominions. The reason that the temptation can come, and it's going to come, don't the enemy doesn't stop. So the temptation will come, but the reason that people succumb to that temptation is because they don't remember where they're sitting. Yeah. Now, think about this. If you, if you had a debit card in your wallet and it was tied to Bill Gates's bank account, you had the debit card for Bill Gates' bank account, and you had the pen, and you had the authority to use that debit card. I'm not talking about having stolen it, you guys. I'm, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about you've been made a signer on the account. You have, you've been given the authority to use that. You've got that in your wallet. You're walking through Walmart. Is there even the remotest temptation to steal something from the store? No. Not if you're doing it right. If you if, if you have a temptation to steal, it's because you've forgotten that you've got Bill Gates' debit card in your wallet. Well, we've got something greater than that. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, which means that every attack of the enemy. Come on, guys. Let's 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 get let's get focused here. Every attack of the enemy, every temptation, whatever he tempts us to do. I don't need to steal to support myself because I'm seated far above all that. I don't need to, I don't need to covet something that somebody else has because if I need it, God will give me my own. It, it happened, it happened to me when, when this, when this facility first went into place. Cause this is a, the, the sound system that they put in here is, it's a basic unit, but it's a very solid unit. And I th- and I looked at it, it's like, that's really nice. But I'm not covetous of that because whatever I need, God can get it for me. And he has. He's provided everything that I have need of. So, we have to remember where we are. But the enemy is constantly trying to distract us from who we are in Christ. I mentioned, mentioned Scar talking to Simba and basically casting him out of the kingdom, telling him, you need to run away. You, you, you don't belong here any longer. The enemy wants us to think that we've messed up too bad. We know better than that. Y'all, y'all know one of my favorite verses over in 1 John. He says, if we confess our sins, 
He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The enemy wants us to have us get, the enemy wants us gathering grubs. The enemy wants us living far below where we should be living. But we discussed this last month. Sometimes, we, we discussed this last month. Sometimes you need somebody that's going to get up in your face with the truth. Sometimes God has to send somebody to you. And they may whack you over the head. Sometimes literally. Who we are. Because we, we, we need to be reminded who we are. What God and his word have to say about us. What that means in our life. So as I said, God may send us a prophet. That prophet may whack us over the head. <laughs> Perhaps even literally. Some of you guys have probably figured out where we're going next. I want you, I want you to see this scene. You cut it out. Can't cut it out. It'll go right back. <laughs> Creepy little monkey. You stop following me? <laughs> who are you? The question is, who are you? I thought I knew. Now I'm not so sure. Well, I know who you are. Shh, come here. It's a secret. Enough already. What is that supposed to mean, anyway? It means you're a baboon. And I'm not. <laughs> I think you're a little confused. Wrong. I'm not the one who's confused. You don't even know who you are. Oh, and I suppose you know. Sure do. You're Mufasa's boy. Bye. Hey, wait! You knew my father? Correction. I know your father. I hate to tell you this, but he died a long time ago. Nope! Wrong again! <laughs> He's alive! And I'll show him to you! You follow old Rafiki, he knows the way! Come on! Don't talk! Hurry up! Whoa, wait, wait! Come on! Come on! That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No. Look hard. You see, he lives in you.
No. How could I? You have forgotten who you are, and so forgotten me. Look inside yourself, Simba. You are more than what you have become. You must take your place in the circle of life. How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Remember who you are. You are my son and the one true king. No, please, don't leave me. Remember. Father. Remember. Don't leave me. Remember. What was that? <laughs> the weather. <laughs> Very peculiar. Don't you think? Yeah. Looks like the winds are changing. Ah, uh, change is good. Yeah, but it's not easy. I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Ah! You see? So what are you going to do? First... I'm gonna take your stick. No, 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 no! Not your stick! Hey! Where are you going? I'm going back! Good! Go on! Get out of here! <laughs> so the old prophet whacks him over the head. Reminds him of the truth, and he takes off. He goes to do what he needs to do. So we have to re we have to forget the past, both bad and good. I, not that you not that you ignore the good things that are that God's already done for you, but if you camp out on that. One of my favorite bands, Petra, had a song called Beyond Belief. And they say, we're content to pitch our tent where the glory is evident. Not knowing that the glory came and went. Not knowing that God's already moved on. He's already, because God is constantly on the move. And if we don't, if we don't take off and run with him, we're going to get left behind. We're about out of time, but go to Philippians, please. Book of Philippians and chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, and we are going to pick this up. There's so much good here, but we're going to pick this up in verse 7. Now, Paul has recounted his past up to this point. He talks about where he came from. He talks about his, his credentials as a Jew. In verse 7, Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. But what things were gained to me, I have counted these things to be lost for the sake of Christ. Yes, certainly, I count everything as lost, as lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have forfeited the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Some of you may have a old King James. It says dung there. The word means crap. <laughs> we won't go any further than that, but Paul's saying, 
all that stuff, as, as good as it may look in the sight of people, none of that crap matters. <laughs> what matters is pressing on. What matters is moving forward. I count all those things as rubbish. Why? That I might gain Christ. Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ is the anointed one and his anointing. Paul's saying, I got to run after this. I got to run after the things that God has for me. I count all that as rubbish. Why? That I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but the righteousness which is by faith in Christ. The righteousness which is of God on the basis of faith, that I might know him. This should be our goal as believers. What do we want more than anything else? We want to know him. We serve God and the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. So I have absolutely no problem believing God to provide not only my needs, but everything that I could desire. Because Ephesians 3.20 says that he's able to do for me exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. How? According to the power that's at work within me. But why? That it might be glorifying to him. Three uh, Philippians, where we're at is 3.7, yes. For whom I have forfeited the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is of God on the basis of faith, that I might know him. I sidetracked myself there for a second. So, I have no problem believing that God will provide for me, like I said, not just the things that I need, but also the things that I want. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I mean, those who, those who serve the Lord will not lack for any good thing. So I have no problem believing that all that, all that's a byproduct. But that's not where, that's not where my focus needs to be. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The Amplified says, His way of doing and being right. And then all these things will be added to you. That I might know him, verse 10, to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death, if somehow I might make it to the resurrection of the dead. Not, verse 12, not that I have already attained or have already been perfected. As a believer, if you think you've got it 100% made, you think you've done it all, <laughs> you're, you're in trouble. That's the kind of thing that Paul was talking about when he says, therefore let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. <laughs> not that I'm already attained, not that I've already attained or have already been perfected, but I follow after it so that I might lay hold of that for which I was seized by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I do not count myself to have attained, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal to the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, in my 
In my Bible, we, I have none of the italicized words. If you've got an Old King James, you'll notice that some of Old King and New King James both, some of the words are in italics. That means they were not in the original text, but they were added to help us understand the sentence. You notice, I do is in italics there. So you could read this this way. Brothers, I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing. I've only picked up on one thing. And that one thing is this. Forgetting those things which are behind. Reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal. To the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If we are going to do what we are supposed to do. We have to put off the past. Over in the book of Hebrews, I wish I had time to go there. I'm out of time. I wish I had time to go there. But over in the book of Hebrews, when it starts talking about running the race with endurance, go read, go read chapter 11, the Hall of Fame of Faith, and then chapter 12, where he says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us and let us run with endurance the race which is set before us. How? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the same, and has been set down at the right hand of majesty on high. That's what we have to do. That's as believers, because who we are We have to remember who we are. And that requires that we forget the past. We forget those condemnations and those attacks of the enemy. Because there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk no longer after the flesh, but after the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Father, we thank you. Lord, I thank you that because... Father God, I thank you because of the precious gift of your son, Christ Jesus. We have been made right with you. We have been given full access, as you said. We have been given full access into everything that you have for us because we are seated with him in heavenly places. Father, I thank you that every need, every need of every individual listening tonight Spirit, soul, and body. Physical, financial, relational. Every need is met in accordance with your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There is no lack. There is only abundance. There is no bad news in the too good to be true good news. And we thank you for it. I thank you, Lord, that if there are those tonight that do not know you, that your Holy Spirit is working, is moving on them right now. Not to condemn because you said I didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through you might be saved. And so I thank you that your Holy Spirit is working and moving and drawing because you said, Jesus, you said that if you were lifted up over all the earth and you were lifted up, you were lifted up on that cross and you have now been lifted up and seated at the right hand of majesty on high. Because you've been lifted up, you have promised that you would draw men unto you. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. Father, it is in the matchless, mighty name of your son, Jesus, that we pray. And we receive every good and perfect gift from you in the matchless name of Jesus. 
Amen. That concludes our message. This message is copyrighted by Faith Alive Ministries and may not be reproduced for commercial or resale purposes. Duplication by individuals for the purpose of sharing the gospel is permitted. However, this copyright notice must accompany all copies made. For additional information and teaching resources, please write to Faith Alive Ministries, P.O. Box 321, Prior, Oklahoma, 74362. Or you may visit our website at www.faithalivefellowship.net. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.